such a revelation. Premeditated decimation of your congregation. I deny you Jedediahs, I have no acquaintance. I light fires to bushes to start my conversations. So when... Once again, we are back. The floor is ours. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. What's going on? What's going on? Me and Lamar back to bring out some more knowledge, some more communicating and the art of communication. But first and foremost, brother, man, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. This has been another productive week. Um, part of what makes my weeks feel productive is gaining a little bit of knowledge as I go. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been doing is trying to do like self-evaluation and learning about what makes me tick. What are my triggers? What are things that make me feel happy and fulfilled? And that is knowing that my, my wife, my kids are good, knowing that I'm being successful and growing in my, my place of employment and getting back to the gym. Because I've been on a road for the last two and a half weeks. Um, I've gotten at least four days or more in the gym and get, getting back to eating clean, thinking mm-hmm. clean. It's, it's a process and I'm, I'm happy to be back on board. How's your week been going? Fire, fire, brother. Mine has been good. Mine has been definitely good. I'm getting um, getting back to waking up early. I, another, I fell into another like slump of not getting up early and not going to the gym. Uh, and I feel it now, so it's like getting annoying. But um, it's, it's, <laughs> it is. You know, you know how that feeling is when you, you get committed and you just somehow like fall off. For whatever reason, but I'm getting back to it, which is good. I'm actually about to join um, Julian's gym, which I didn't say to you off air, but I went to the martial arts gym yesterday to go talk to them, and they teach uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and that's something I've always kind of wanted to learn. You, you know me on the heavy bag. That's my thing. So now if I get some structure, nice. you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, so I'm going to go start after Thanksgiving, so that'll be a new thing for me. So now... That'll be interesting. It's going to be fire, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how 32, 33-year-old Xavier feels about getting punched in the face. Oh, you actually trying to, like, do fights? I'm not going to, like, not competitive, like, yeah. going to tournaments. I don't think so. I think more so just learning, like, yeah. learning the art. And um, But you do have to, like, I, I do want to do the Muay Thai class, and that's going to be some striking, not, like, full force, but... It'll More be power this. to you, my brother. You feel me? So, because I know Lamar at thirty-one don't want to get punched in the face. I exactly right now. I could tell you I don't want to if I don't have to. But, <laughs> but like all jokes aside, I do think that would be uh, that'd be interesting to do, especially at this age. Depending on yeah. like, how's your recovery going to be yeah. at thirty-three exactly. versus if you would have done this at like twenty-three, because recovery is so it's different, so much different. So I mean, but this. I, I will say this too in a more so controlled environment I think it'll be better now than just if it pops off somewhere else <laughs> yeah scripted is always different like I'll just totally. decide I said I don't want to get hit in the face but I do think mm-hmm. it would be not for the, the sheer fact of like getting hit but the recovery after getting that's hit that's what I'm that's the only hesitancy mm-hmm. that I would have it's like hmm damn because if I lift too heavy on certain days, the recovery, I recover, but it ain't Wolverine speed no more. <laughs> this is old man you Logan. Logan. <laughs> Logan's recovery time. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but it's, it's good. I'm excited, so we'll see how that goes. And um, from what Julian said, a lot of people actually switch from the striking to just going and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right. He don't got to get punched in the face. Is that what he does? Like, is he, he still getting sh- struck in the face and stuff? Or? Um, I think he goes back and forth. He's more so focused on, um, on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And shout out to you, Jay. That's one of the artists. Again, like I always say, that I want to get on here. And his one of his songs, a couple of his songs, actually play as our intro. And um, more than likely, his song would be on the intro of this episode. So, what up, Julian? Feel me, my dog. He'll be on here. Another enlightened intellectual man I would like to have speaking with us. But um, before we get into you know the, the main topic, last time we spoke about Kanye, um, this time we'll touch on Kyrie. And I want to say this as a, as a disclosure, too. Um, I'm not into really uh, 
criticizing black men too much and or black people um or any any i don't, I don't want to make it like that but it, it has to be sometimes i don't want to be criticizing too many black people on our show um so moving forward like if somebody's just doing wrong no matter what the situation we'll probably just talk on it but i went back and listened to the last episode and i still have my opinions on yay but i don't i didn't I, i'm glad we didn't go into breaking him down or like this like trying to make it seem like he's something it wasn't that it was more so this is my opinion i just don't agree with it which i like that we did <laughs> i think that is so interesting mm-hmm. and uh i am on the, the standpoint of like when i commentary isn't based on race so mm-hmm. i won't be biased if you're black I, i'm i'm just gonna tell you how i feel right now if you're black and i happen to disagree with what you have going i don't feel like i'm automatically obligated to say less because you have the same skin tone as me because I don't think that's that's fair but I do get what you're saying and it's that's just interesting that we're like north and south on that because usually Mm -hmm. I speak on the things that are closest to me and normally black events are the things that I'm going to speak on Mm -hmm. not necessarily because I'm trying to like highlight what he's doing wrong but it's just because that's the news that's the most interesting to me now it's not as interesting when like let's just say Garth Brooks was if she was doing the same thing like I don't I wouldn't really care because I've never actually followed her Mm -hmm. and that conversation is different I usually try to have conversations about things that move me and that doesn't move me neither would if we were talking about like because I know we're going to talk about Kyrie but let's just say for the example of so we could have talked about like Johnny Depp I would have talked about that one that doesn't move (laughs) me either (laughs) like uh, I'm I'm more centered around and I I can speak more onto the things that I actually have followed so college graduation or college dropout listen to the album graduation listen to it now when we speak on Kyrie I can speak on that too now let's just say I'm gonna give you a white player that I don't really follow Um, Peyton Manning great player but if Peyton Manning was to have the same commentary that Kyrie had am I gonna probably talk about Peyton probably not because I ain't really follow Peyton so (laughs) I don't really have a whole lot of things to base my opinion on outside of that one event the thing with Kyrie is I follow Kyrie since he was went to Duke I'm a Duke fan so I know well, I don't know, but I followed him for like eight or nine years to versus just specifically speaking on one certain situation. That's fair. Well, so we might as well, but since we're here, let's jump into it. We can touch on the criticism and what we do while we get into it. But let's let's get into Mr. Kyrie and his situation. And um, this won't be long. Um, I just think the, the one thing I do want to highlight is um, if you're not familiar, kind of just go read. I mean, you should kind of be, if you're on social media, it's kind of blasted. If you watch sports, you already know about it, mm-hmm. for sure. But, um, yeah, Kyrie's just being penalized because of a movie that he posted. And um, this movie was, uh, they say, uh, anti-Semitic towards, you know, like the, the Jewish community. Um, I personally want to see this movie. Um, so I'm still going to watch it before I can say for sure, like, what it is. Because I don't have an understanding, and I don't think anybody that has commentator more so much have watched it neither because <laughs> so, usually when somebody did it was just labeled like right. that and I did think it interesting uh, Julian actually showed me that the um, the director actually spoke out it right. was like you know it, it's not this 
more so something like, else. Yeah, and he's all, and the director was also like, you know, everybody is saying it's anti-Semitic, but nobody has said what was said in the movie, right? Or gave quotes from the movie that make it that way, which was a very solid point. And I do think I want to watch it first because I mean, I'm not into dehuman, uh, dehumanizing anyone or talking down on anybody's culture, but and there's really no but. But <laughs> everything, you know, look into it before you speak on it. That's what everything. So I think I'll, I'm going to see the movie when I get a chance and then I'll come back and put my more perspective on it. But um, I don't like I don't like that nobody seen it for themselves to make. It was just labeled. And he was so much like beat in public, in a sense, like battered his character. And uh, even when they when his interview, like. You know, he elaborates and speaks himself that I thought brought clarity, like, hey, I'm not hating right. anybody. You know, I'm, I'm, it was during my research and all. But, like, now it's penalized them, suspended them, and now it's like, you got to do A, B, C, D before you can play again, Kyrie. Right. <laughs> well, see, this is my thing with the, the Kyrie situation. So, I know it initially began with him sharing the movie, mm-hmm. but it became less about the movie and more about him not wanting to apologize like it's just like being at work and your boss says regardless on how you feel about whether you're right or you're wrong or you're just somewhere in the middle if your boss asks you to do something you're supposed to comply so the biggest thing like so they're gonna use this as the topic for it he didn't want to do this because they said well he didn't want to draw back his thing about the movie but what it really was is that your boss sat you down and said hey Regardless of how you feel, we need you to do this X, Y, and Z. He refused to do that, and that's why it's becoming so much bigger, because now it looks like, and I I hate this analogy, but um, an old NBA owner used this analogy, you're letting the inmates run the prison. Now it makes it seem like the the powers that be, which is the NBA, they don't have control over their product, Mm -hmm. and their product is the players. Even though the players have voices and opinions, I mean, just like when you watch press, like after game press conferences and stuff, like the players never really say what they feel. It's all scripted. It's all generic. It's all bullshit. And when a player, regardless of what the topic is, because they did the same shit when LeBron, D. Wade and Chris Bosh were speaking out about I can't breathe. No, it wasn't I can't breathe. It was a Trayvon Martin situation wearing hoodies. They had issue with that. So anytime a black man has an opinion that could mess up money, because I mean, the powers that be, which are the NBA owners, what's the one thing that they care about more so than anything else is revenue. And when does revenue start to take strikes or when is the, the revenue drop? When do you stop getting sponsorships? When your black players give their opinions, regardless on what they are, regardless <laughs> if they're right or wrong. Too. Right. Because no one really cares about Kyrie's being right or wrong. They just care about him speaking. That is the biggest issue, not about what he's speaking on, but that he's speaking. So. I don't plan on watching the movie, <laughs> just being honest, because that wasn't the biggest thing that, that got to me. The biggest thing that got to me was they don't feel comfortable with a black man voicing his opinion. And he didn't even say shit. All he did was share it. So imagine if a, a white player was to, sh- I've seen white players share some of the, like, the most derogatory things towards women, black men, uh, like Jewish, Hispanic, but there's never any like like direct criticism for them because it's okay for white athletes to voice their opinions, but when black athletes voice their opinions, they're shown, regardless on if they're right or wrong. So mm-hmm. it ain't so much about the anti-Semitic things that he's speaking on, it's the fact that he's speaking. So Kyrie, if you want them to, to love you more, talk less. That's just how I feel. <laughs> but keep doing what you're doing, brother, because I love the fact that you're not going to 
you're just not going to rock with whatever they say because I don't think that shit is right. The same way they got on him about not wanting to get the vaccine. He's always going to do what he feels right for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they recovered from the vaccine shit. And now he's doing something else again. So now he's problematic, though. He's never gotten in any trouble, though. He's never done anything wrong, outwardly wrong to anybody. He's never mm-hmm. killed anybody. He's never raped anybody. They, they're villainizing him like he did something bad. And all he did was give his opinion. Like, but it's OK if the owner gives their opinion. It's OK if the commissioner gives their opinion. It's okay for everyone else to speak except for the people that are making the product. You come to see Kyrie, you don't come to see the owner. That's just how I sure, feel. Yeah, sure don't. Sure don't. And, it, and I think it, uh, it does fall under, it sucks when you fall under like the contract of being it a somewhat like entertainer. You're, you are playing your sport that you love, but at the same time, you are an entertainer and you are bringing in revenue. And um, within, I'm sure somewhere within those contracts, you know, you're viewed publicly. Your mm-hmm. life is public now. So now your public speaking does affect your job. I think somewhere along that line, it does kind of suck, but if you sign that line, then you do need to be aware of like what you're saying, because you, of course, what you say does have an impact on the people that follow you. People love LeBron. People love Kobe. Like, if if he point his finger in a specific direction, some people are gonna go that direction. That's what it is. So, I think that's that's why, and I can see why, like a CEO or a boss, maybe like, you no, know, careful what you say, impact. Hopefully, that's what they think. More so, it's gonna be the money, and they don't want to lose views. I know that's honestly probably what it is. I like what Lamar said, and being black and speaking out is an issue, and that's just a call across the board. They don't like when we speak out. Period. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think it's a little, you know, it's it it can be. Uh, I think that's an, it can be annoying that you can't say how you feel when um. Your politicians just can't. Right. And these are people that are making laws for the world. Kyrie's a basketball player, like, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And he does have an impact on, on the community. But, like, when you have, like, someone, you see some of the people that are making our laws make these, like, derogatory comments or, like, dehumanizing comments, you know, they'll come up here and give you some half-assed apology because right. <laughs> they're meant to. We know they don't mean it. it no, they don't mean anything. it. Yeah. But are they held to the same standard no. as Kyrie, you need to do this, 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 and this before you play again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that should be, like, standard for everybody. Right. If you mess up publicly and you're a public speaker, if you're a lawmaker, nah, you mess up like that, own up to it. So, um, power to Kyrie, though, because, like I said, he's, he's really not, not too worried about it. He's not. At all. Like, that's so, so power to him for standing in his truth and... You know, just just be smart about how you go about things. I say that to everybody. You know, def- definitely be smart. Um, I don't know if you've seen Chappelle's monologue on it. I have not. You got to watch that. So <laughs> if you haven't seen it, watch Chappelle's monologue. He has like a little monologue on Saturday Night Live. He also did like a little skit on Saturday Night Live with the House of Dragons thing. And it was funny. It was. He I got to check it out. Yeah, I'll send it to you. But it was funny. If you guys haven't seen it, go check that out. But like. It, Dave, his opening to the monologue is 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 funny and I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, yeah, so I'll leave it there. But that's our little trending topic for today, Mister Mister Kyrie. And um, yeah, like I said, I'm gonna check the movie out because I'm interested to see what it says. That's along my lines of yeah. my type of research, <laughs> anyway, things I look into. So um, there's that. Um, I think once again, thank for everybody being here. This is uh, November. One other thing I did want to say is happy birthday to all the November babies. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you guys. Celebrate yourselves. Happy birthday to my wife. She'll be turning 28 November 22nd, which gang, is this gang, Tuesday. Tuesday. What up? Shayna. I think and, uh, that's Scorpio. No, that's not Scorpio. Sagittarius? Yeah, Sag. She, she just made it? Uh, I don't know. We can look that up. I'm pretty sure a, she's a Sag. You can look it up real quick, but 
Yeah, we can look that up later, but I'm yeah. pretty sure she's a sad. There you go. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to them because my pop's birthday is this month too. So Hey, Mr. Murray. So shout out to all the November babies. Um, have a good holiday. Uh, if you're celebrating with your family, I don't necessarily say Thanksgiving because the history given on that. So if uh, one thing I will say about that is give yourself some knowledge this year. Look up some history. Maybe even look up like one of the, um, the Indian tribes. If you're in North Carolina or the Carolinas, look up one of the tribes. And if you're on their land, because um, that's one thing you know, they enjoy is if you give back to them. Because ultimately the Thanksgiving and its history takes away from a lot of people. And uh, it can be more so offensive if you just go around saying it. <laughs> And you don't know who you're saying it to. I know you don't mean any ill will most of the time. Our idea of it is way different from the actual um, what it was. But still, give yourself some knowledge and uh, know what you're celebrating. Know what you're doing. Know what you're saying. But now we'll get into our topic. Um, And, you know, we're going to start with our three deep breaths. So, Lamar, my brother, on me. One. Out. Two. Out. Three. Out. Now, if you weren't in sync before, you're now in sync. We are away from (laughs) the norm. We are back in the prosperity, the progress, and we are moving forward. Last episode, we left off and we started our series called The Art of Communication. And um, I'm just going to go over a few reminders before we get into, um, you know, our main topic for the art of communication today. So this is, is a series. If this is your first episode um, regarding this series, or you're here now, then just go back, catch up on it. But if you're here, you know, you're not going to miss too much. I'll give you a little bit of reminders. But you are missing something, so go back. <laughs> so last time we did speak on uh, how we speak to ourselves. So this is just a reminder that um, when you're speaking to yourself, be mindful of how you're speaking to yourself. Um, try to take note and evaluate that inner voice of when you're speaking to yourself and practice on speaking well to yourself. We can be very critical of ourselves, but um, we need to give ourselves more, more so positive reinforcement. We need to be our own motivation to push forward throughout the day. Um, one thing I said last time was just that inner voice, and I did a little more reading on it. Um, and that's the scientific term more so is called the, inner, the internal monologue. And um, that internal monologue is basically you hearing like your voice in your head. And interestingly enough, not everybody has an inner voice <laughs> from what I was reading, like hear, hear your actual voice in your head. Some people can just hear their thoughts, which is interesting to me. So um, I'm going to ask you, can you hear your voice in your head, Lamar? Yeah. I like can. you can speak. Yeah, I figure. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear mine because I'm, I'm, talk- I'm talking to me all day long. So. <laughs> but it's interesting enough. Some people can't actually hear their own voice in their head. Some people actually see words and they don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And others just hear thoughts, but the thoughts aren't like within their voice from what I was reading. I think it's That's interesting. interesting. It's very interesting. I thought coming up, I thought everybody can mm-hmm. hear their own voice. Um, but. I bring that up to be like to prep that inner voice that you hear. Uh, one thing I was reading was they were saying like that internal monologue is what helps you throughout your day as far as your to do list. Like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. And um, what I'm bringing forward is like prep that to make sure you're doing that to do list for you. 
make it that positive, like I said, reinforcement for you to do better for yourself, to move in with like your own progress. The same way that voice is going to work for you need to be at work from eight to five. You need to do this for your job. It needs to be prepped for. I need to do this for me, i.e. whether it's reading, you're getting your knowledge, working out, meditation, something that's going to be better for your mental, spiritual and overall like physical health as well. Brother Man, did you have anything you want to put on to that? Yeah, I think that's more... Um, I agree. It's about how you condition yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you can train your mind the same way you can train your body. Like, <clears throat> I don't think that anyone just starts off with whatever it is that they're doing that's new. Like, oh, I just got to do this. And then you just do it that one time. And then it's going to be an automatic here. It's not like when you set an alarm, like, every day at 6 a.m. If you don't condition yourself for whatever it is that you're trying to do, like, you have to speak life into yourself mm-hmm. or speak energy into yourself. Like, I know... Sometimes you can wake up. I know I wake up sometimes. I'm like, damn, I'm tired. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like telling myself that, oh, you have energy doesn't make me have energy. What's going to make me have energy is conditioning myself to have energy. Like, hey, mm-hmm. go to bed earlier. Hey, change your diet. Hey, maybe you should exercise regularly. Like doing different things that are going to condition the thought that you have. Like your actions have to match your thoughts. So mm-hmm. if you're saying you want to have more energy. Yes, the thought alone won't allow it to happen, but putting some actions behind it, identifying mm-hmm. what certain things are to make it continuous. Facts, fact, I like that. It's just like you said, getting in the morning now, and sometimes that voice may just be a prep. For, sometimes you need just to get up. You got that choice in the morning of, oh, man, I'm just going to go back to sleep. Or like a lot of times that voice mm-hmm. says, hey, I need to do this. And we put that off. Like, right. man, I can wait. Nah, just do it. Like the voices remind you <laughs> right. for a reason. If the voices remind you for a good reason. You know you should be doing it. When it comes up, just get into more practice of doing it. And me personally, that's what I've been doing at work, at home. When I hear like, hey, just do this. I right, just right. Ahead, get more practice because I've, I've ignored it a lot. I've been like, man, I can wait. I man. think the thing that helps me the most mm-hmm. with like those kind of things to like, like wants and needs and I think we actually talked about this like an, an episode prior like if if I can make myself want to do the things I need to do like mm-hmm. I'm really big on like the verbiage I use with myself because I, I heard you just say like I need to do like if I'm in the, if it's like seven o'clock in the morning I got to get up and I'm like man I need to do this sometimes I don't want to do what I need to do mm-hmm. but if I can if I can make if I can romanticize the idea of wanting to do it and like changing I, I know it's like nitpicking at words but I feel like there's power in the words you choose to use like mm-hmm. the things I want to do I'm more inclined to do and I'm more consistent with doing them because I found a way to make myself like this thing and that's like conditioning yourself to, right. to like the things that you may need to do it's right. just as simple as changing the way you look at it like versus I have to do this I get to do this yeah, yeah. and it changes that's true and that's i think that does uh, rely on like you as a person mm-hmm. like perspective so i agree with that totally because like my thing i like that you brought it up because my i need and want the way i structure like for me personally is like hey i need to do this and i'm gonna do it right then and there so i have more time for the thing i want to do later <laughs> <laughs> but honestly like that's yeah, that's how i <laughs> that's exactly yeah. how i prioritize it's like hey i have this 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 and this to do for my, um either for me and my wife or work this to do today let me get this done here so I have that more time for my one or mm-hmm. it even translates to like um, I know I need to get up to go to the gym because how when I get up and go to the gym in the morning like you may you know this and go work out it helps me for the rest of the day for right. as far as my energy how my feeling and stuff like that so there's gonna be days I don't do it but I know as a specific need in that moment I need to get up to do this to want to feel like this later and have like the best me in a sense Fair. as well I like it you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's like those moments is 
I definitely got a prep in, and I, like I said, past two weeks, I know I needed to get up. Did I do it? <laughs> nah, brother's tired, and he has been working hard, and you know, get no excuses. But it happens. Listen, That's it all. happens to the it best happens, of us. Yeah, like, and I'm here to remind you, it happens. But wake up like I do now, and I got up today, got up yesterday, early, getting stuff done, moving forward. And that's what it's about. So I, I said it last episode, how you talk to yourself is how you speak to the universe and how you ultimately project onto everyone else. So this is a reminder to notate and evaluate anytime how you speak to yourself and just keep keep practicing it now. Like you hear it all the time. You should, I'm sure you hear your voices all the time. Just evaluate it and then take note. Like I talk to myself like this, I did this, I did this. Or just track like your mind and where you go with your thinking patterns. And ultimately, use that to push yourself for the better. And um, do you have any, if you don't have any further on that, brother, then we could jump into it. All right, let's jump. Hey, so our brother Lamar had said something very interesting, and I had to cut him short <laughs> last, last episode. I had to cut his knowledge. I didn't really cut his knowledge, but I wanted him to save it because I, I did want to jump into this for the art of communication. Um, this episode may gear a little more towards uh, men in their communication because we don't have a woman on here. I may put one or two things in, but like I said, we will always bring a woman onto the show. I'll continue to say this every time. But one thing my brother Lamar said is um, last episode, when it comes to men expressing themselves or speaking, he doesn't feel like we are received or there's not a good uh, reception to when we do express or open up. So brother Lamar, you want to open up and bring us, bring us to what we're talking about today? Yes. So it is the subject line I have is do you hear me so when we were talking was it last week or the week before last I don't remember the date doesn't really matter we were talking about (laughs) when when men speak on certain things are they really and truly heard Um, because I know that with today's society we speak a lot of a lot on how we want men to actively communicate more often right and I think this almost goes back to the thing with with uh, with Kyrie is uh-huh. that we're told people are often said often told that hey I want you to express yourself right. until you express yourself and then I'll give you some examples of why I think men aren't well received when they when they say certain things. Uh, first, I'll, I'll open it with a question: What do you think? a leader's role is like what what are the the roles of a leader like well not the roles the qualities of a leader what makes a good leader a good leader what do you think me personally um what makes a good listener um good decision maker mm-hmm. um good person that holds composure mm-hmm. um can direct his people can understand his people can work it or work within his people and not seem like the leader when he's working it can work among like that fair you know what I'm so with that being said can a leader be vulnerable? Can a leader be vulnerable? Yes. Because they are a person. They can be vulnerable. All right. Even better question. So, mm-hmm. if, like, the leader is vulnerable, mm-hmm. do you start to question his leadership when he shares too much? <laughs> I, yeah. You can see it. Yeah. Because now, um, vulnerability, I, does, I do think, comes so so because we're human. And, um... You're not put in every situation until it happens. So <laughs> that's going to define you, you know, as a leader in that moment. Um, I think one thing you spoke about, even like what we have down, it's like when you're too vulnerable or you're showing too much emotion or too much uh, 
uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You start falling back on, you can't make those decisions, you can't lead. Your leadership becomes, or it gets put into question. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that I was saying to myself was like, can a leader really be vulnerable? And I was like, yeah. But it can't be during the chaos. Like, a leader can only tell you that they were questioning shit after they've already conquered that war or whatever it is, whatever the said problem was. I feel like with a leader being, like, and this is where I tie this in to, like, can a man be vulnerable? I feel like, for the most part, now, there couldn't be exceptions to the rules, so don't hold me to this. There are some women that are leading their households. I feel like it's a partnership. But in certain aspects of that partnership, a man has to lead. And I think what they're supposed to provide is... How do I want to say? All right. So is reassurance, like knowing that when there's certain times that certain things need to be handled, that man is able to handle it. Like sometimes if your wife or your girlfriend or your kids come to you for an answer, even if you don't possess that answer right then and that in that moment, sometimes they're coming to you because they have uncertainties. Right. They need to know that if they give a problem to you, even if you don't have the answer, you have to have confidence and you have to know that you're going to be able to find a solution to whatever it is. And if, if in, within a moment, if someone comes to you and says, Hey, Xavier, I have this really big problem. <laughs> and I think you, one, they're coming to you because they feel like you can help them. Mm -hmm. If, hey, Xavier, I have this really big problem. Can you help me? And the first thing you say is, I'm a little insecure with you asking me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, instantly they're already struggling with whatever it is they're bringing to you and you do nothing to to aid them in that situation you're no longer looked at as a leader and i feel like you could be vulnerable it's just timing i feel like as men sometimes we pick the wrong times to want to be vulnerable mm -hmm. maybe maybe we're not hurt because we're picking the wrong time mm -hmm. maybe who knows but if within certain moments, if you do question things and if you show that uncertainty in that moment, you're going to be questioned as a leader. Is it fair? Maybe not. But <laughs> you have to have that armor on. And it's, it's I think the, cha the biggest challenge for men is when can you be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. It's like maybe women are saying, yeah, you can be vulnerable, but just not in these moments. Right. Maybe. And that's why I think that you can be vulnerable, but it's after you've already resolved the problem. And then at that point, and this is just speaking as a man, well, shit, if I already done figured the shit out, what do I need to tell you about it for now? <laughs> like, usually, oh, like, when the fire, all right, so if there's a fire, and if my wife comes to me and says, like, baby, put out this fire, part of me, the, there's, a, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? Let me go put out this fire. Maybe I'm not a fireman. Maybe I'm not trained, but I'm going to figure out how to put out this fire. Am I scared? Hell yeah, I'm scared as I'm going into this fire. But I would much rather die from smoke, the smoke inhalation or the burns than my wife and my kids. So I'll run into it. Mm -hmm. Now, as I'm running into it, I'm going through all these different emotions. Oh, shit, I'm scared. Oh, shit, what if this log falls? Oh, shit, this hot. It's burning. Whew, what am I going to do? Now, if I make it out of there... What, what, what damn point does it make? What does it matter now? I've already figured it out. <laughs> I don't really need to go through the emotions of, oh, man, I was scared. It's like, oh, 
Now, if I just want some kicks and giggles, yeah, I'll tell you I was scared. Just be like, oh, man, he was so brave mm-hmm. and corrupt. I don't really want all that at that point. Like, if I can't talk to you about the fear I have while I'm, as I'm stepping into it, what difference does it make to tell you that I was now I can just stick my chest out and say, hey, you know, I made it through. Why do I need to tell you afterwards? <laughs> That's just me. So you feel, do you feel like uh, when you communicate it is, is, is important? Or for, for a leader, I can say, I can say yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like... Yes, it's important to be vulnerable, but I think that the it doesn't. It's the it's the timing of you being vulnerable is the thing that matters the most. And I'm I don't know. I'm not speaking for every man. I'm speaking for some of the men I know that if if the point of it is like I have to wait until the end to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. What's the point of telling you about it at the end if I've already made it through it? <laughs> Well, communicating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, what's the what? Who benefits from that? Because I, I mean, usually when you speak about vulnerability, it's the person that's trying to be vulnerable that's supposed to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. For me, I see little to no benefit if I've already gone through the fire. Mm-hmm. I was scared before I went through the fire. Now I'm kind of trained to go through the fire. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want to talk about it. Now I can just do it. Boom. That's just me. That's, oh no, that's, you know, that's I, just I, me. I, I get what you're saying, and and to, to bring it to everybody, if anybody did get a little lost, he is still speaking about the vulnerability of a leader and decision making at the same yeah. time, like timing of doing it. I think um, before I, I I move into that because I do want to touch on that vulnerable uh, vulnerability when it comes to men. I think um, where I want to go with it. Um, let me let me start from here. Let me start from here before I touch on it, because um, I do want to put out because I had notes on it that uh, when we do speak on, we do express, and this could fall for everybody as as people. When we express, we do so to be heard. We do so to show people how we feel, how we think, and uh, what we may be holding on to. And that's one of the things you were saying. Like you may have had that fear at the beginning. Right. Hold on to that when you decide to share it. Right. Is mm-hmm. is ultimately up to you. I do think though it may be good to share it. For somebody that may end up going through the same thing, <laughs> knowing that you're not alone with that. Um, but I get what you're saying is why why share it when I've I've been through it. But ultimately, communicate it because you don't know how it's going to touch someone. Um, well, I don't mean like so when I say sharing, yeah. like if I've already made it through mm-hmm. and my wife and my kids are secure, I don't want to do anything to make them less secure. So if you're speaking to another man mm-hmm. that may be going through that same thing, yeah, that's a little different. Like I would openly communicate that with like, hey, brother, sometimes you may go through X, Y and Z. I'll give you the template. I don't got to give it to them because I don't want to create concern when I've already handled the issue. But go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so I took Just want to make sure. I took care. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but um. Another thing I had is uh, one th- for speaking on vulnerable because I had a note on this is uh, I think a lot of time um, we find it hard to express because of how it does make us look and uh, specifically with men. Men normally like to look vulnerable to anybody and that's your wife, that's society because um, they've already made it deemed like you know when you're too vulnerable, you're too emotional. You they equate they uh, equate that to being weak. Mm-hmm. You're not being a man. <laughs> yeah, they equate it to being soft. Is it true? Not all the time, no. Sometimes, some cases, yeah. Some cases, you can. You, it, it is true, but to everybody, no, it's not true. You need to express. Um, but that that societal that societal outlook of it has uh, has put on to men to not look vulnerable or the fear of being too open. Uh, somebody may use that openness or use that vulnerability against you, and then you know it'll take away your strength to how you look. Mm-hmm. One, we don't want to look weak in front of our women because. 
you know, our women don't want a weak man. Right. At all. Like, um, and any woman will tell you that. Nobody wants to, no one wants a weak man. They tell you that you can be vulnerable with them. But I think there's limits to it. There's definitely limits. There's definitely limits. Like, could you imagine the same, same uh, scenario that you had? Um, no. <laughs> Anybody can look at this a little differently. But if your wife did ask you to go put that fire, if you, like, wet your pants, started crying, and, like, just right. balled out on the floor. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and do that, you know. She may, in the moment, be like, oh, all right, well, you know, he don't want to lose his life, but that's going to stick. Yeah, you're going to always. <laughs> see, this is the thing, and I, I love the fact that you said that, is like, do you love your spouse unconditionally or not? Unconditional love means I can love you past whatever emotional limit I may have. Like, right. fear won't outweigh the love that I have for making sure that you're safe. So, really, it's more of like a pride thing. Like, I love you so much that the fear that I have right now, does the fear doesn't exceed the love I have for you and the boys. Mm-hmm. So if it means a non-trained, random-ass man has to run in here and try to put out a fire, I'm willing to do that because the love I have for you exceeds the fear, the confusion, right. or any of the things that may come along with this. So that's just how I look at it. Uh, yeah, that's facts. I asked, um, I think, my cousin yesterday, so this is coming from a, a woman's perspective, and I asked a few I'm asking a few women what they think too, but this is just from one. Like, what uh, what trouble have you seen? Or like, what what aspect of communication have you seen a man trouble with when like you're in a relationship with him? And one thing she did say is like getting how he feels, mm-hmm. um, getting him to express that. And I think that falls all along the line of like that vulnerability again, because I do think, like I said, that once again, that's a side of outlook. You don't want to be too emotional, right? And I think ultimately it lays into we don't speak up sometimes of how we feel. And I'll just say we as a collective. I can't speak for everybody. Um, right. But I did. I, yeah, I suffered younger. I suffered from it. From right. um, don't be too emotional. Suck it up. And we said this last yeah. episode. Suck it up. Keep it to yourself. You know, you're supposed to, supposed to just swallow it and keep it going. The long-term effects of that does not translate when you get married. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you get married, like I said, I won't say... If you want a successful relationship, if you choose to get married or not, up to you. But when you do get married to a significant other, to your woman, to another part, to another same gender, if you are, you know, that's that's your lifestyle. You can't you can't keep stuff to yourself. You can't express because one, it's a buildup. And when it does finally come to the point where you need to express, it's not going to come out well. No. And the person that is going to come out too is more than likely not going to take that well. It's like an attack. Exactly. If you, especially if you haven't been communicating it. So I do think, men as one, we have been getting better with that. But to draw it back to the the receiving, I do think sometimes it's not received well when we do speak it up because there are, once again, the women that fell to the societal aspect to where your man shouldn't be too emotional. Right. You know. And um, I think it's it's. It's something they may have to juggle at times to where, like, when your man's being, when he's talking, when he's talking, when he's talking, yes, your woman's always going to listen to you. Right. If you're being too emotional all the time, at some point, your woman's going to look She's still listening to you. She's listening to you, but she's like, homeboys, suck it up. (laughs) (laughs) Because if if we're being honest, like, when you think, like, when you listen to, like, um, I don't know if you've ever been around, like, well, I know you've been around men when they have conversations about their wives, but I don't know if you've Excuse ever been. Me, sorry, yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been around women as they're speaking about their husbands or, or their significant yeah. others. Yeah. Like when women are, 
It's the same way. It's no difference because when when men are around, they they occasionally talk about their wives, mm-hmm. and it may be in a joking manner. Or I mean, all jokes have serious undertones to them. But like I've listened to women talk about like overly emotional men. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't even bring certain stuff to him. Like when I'm feeling some kind of way, because he's just as emotional as I am. And it's like, <laughs> 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 so it's like, I think that. It's all about it's all about timing. But then there's another aspect to it too. Like sometimes it may be difficult, and I think this it's not a gender bias or anything. Because I think men can struggle with the same thing too. Nice. If they encounter certain situations. Right. Um, if someone has hurt you, maybe mm-hmm. you're less receptive towards them being vulnerable with you because they're the person that's been hurt. Maybe and if they haven't completely healed from some of the trauma that you may have given them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to unpack your bullshit as they're still trying to unpack theirs. So, I mean, that could be an aspect of it, too. So, yeah, there's a lot. So if like it makes sense, if you've hurt someone, they're not going to be as receptive towards hearing your feelings on what you're uncomfortable with, because maybe you did something to create mm-hmm. the, the, the damage that the other person has. So maybe that might be a part to play in it. But I, the biggest thing for me and vulnerability is timing. And the if it's at the beginning they're not gonna feel the same way. So hmm. it's just, the biggest question for me is, is it worth having the conversation afterwards? Because you, at this point, like, that's like, if someone's already safe and you created that safety, now they know that they can come to you for certain things hmm. and you've already made it through. Do you go back and tell them, hey, I'm scared as hell? <laughs> I, think it, I think that will ultimately fall on the, uh the couple I since we're talking about that I right. think that's going to form the couple if if that wife in that scenario is okay with it and she's safe and she's fine cool if she want to understand how you felt in it then at that time and yes express like hey yeah look but I overcame that right because like, that's going to ultimately bring you closer because you're communicating it I think if you were scared in that moment and and this is another way to look at it and <laughs> If that's not in your heart to do something like that, and you feel like, hey, don't ever put me through something like that again. <laughs> and it's being funny, but it's real because everybody's yeah. different. Then, yeah, ultimately, you're going to have to go back and be like, look, I did do this. I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> See, but I think that's the cool thing. Though. Yeah, yeah. And it's and like it will it will like ultimately fall in a couple. But yeah, at some point, you're going to have to express. I don't think you really should hold anything to yourself if it's a, if it affects you. Everybody's that's different. what I was going to say. Like yeah. now, if it's like. That's the biggest thing. It's like, what can you live with and what can you yes. not live with? Yes. So if, if I can live with, hey, occasionally I got to put on my, my cape right. and I, I might have to save the day and it doesn't bother me, then I'm probably not going to have that conversation. But at the same time, there's a downside to that because now yes. it's like he never expresses his feelings. Exactly. That he never does perfect. this, perfect. never does yeah. that. But it's like you can't have both sides of the spectrum. Do you want the safety that comes along with knowing that, hey, I may be afraid of some shit, but I'll handle it? Or do you want to? And it's like almost like when you go to McDonald's. Do I really care about how they made that beef patty before if I'm just hungry? If I'm hungry right then and there, give me some food, let me eat, and I'm good. But some people want to know about the process of how you Mm -hmm. make the food. Mm -hmm. But this is the thing that for me, sometimes I feel like we lie to ourselves and and we tell ourselves that we need to know what the process was Mm -hmm. when... You really don't care. It's nice to say, hey, you know, I really want to know how right. this was made. But does it make a difference when you're hungry? 
Like, if you need that food right then and there, are you going to, if you haven't ate in like 14 days, does it matter that there's some preservatives that's in this beef patty? <laughs> or are you going to eat this shit? Yeah. Like, I don't know. like I said, once again, yeah, it all, it all definitely all goes depends. in perspective. All goes in perspective. One thing you did say, I almost lost it, but like, <laughs> you getting into that practice of what I need to communicate, what kind of, what can I live with? I think um, we, we take that, especially when we're single, like, you suck up a lot of shit when you're saying you don't have to, because you don't have to express it to anybody. But I do think when it becomes a practice, you need to learn to filter when you can, like what you need to share, and sometimes what, like you said, what you, what you can live with, you can't, what you can't live with. Uh, what you do need to share, what you don't need to share at the same point. When you do share the household with somebody, or even any relationship, and, and, and uh, you have to speak out on certain things, you're gonna have to learn to filter. Sometimes I need to share this, even if I don't want to. Yeah, I can suck it up. But ultimately, if I share this, whether it's emotional, whether it's decision making, is it going to benefit us as a whole? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes maybe you keeping that to yourself may benefit that right. as a whole. So that decision does fall in there. But I do think um, even as men, we have to we got to learn to filter it for one. And that means deal with it in one way of you have to communicate it, whether you're doing it to your significant other or you communicate it within yourself. But don't shove it down. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's the thing. Because that's what I think we do a lot with, um, as, as we, we just suck it up and try to let it go. And when you do that long term, it becomes a practice and it leads to underlying issues. And it shows when you are with somebody or like your decision making or how somebody's going to view you. But that all goes to what you were saying before. Mm -hmm. It's like if it's something you can't live with and you're internalizing it, right. that becomes toxic. That's yeah. cancer. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that, like, if it's, like, a very mild thing, it's like, maybe, like, you don't want to become a nitpicker. And that's the, and then that's going to end up turning into, if you express yourself every single time you feel some kind of way about something, you're going to make the other person feel like there's nothing that they do right and they're forever wrong. And then why are you with me if you don't like X, Y, and Z? Like certain mm -hmm. things you, you got to live with because yeah. there's no such thing as a perfect person. So if you can get past the little things, but I can tell you the number one thing that you should never do, fellas, is when your wife, girlfriend, or whoever she is in your life if she's having like a vulnerable moment telling you about and it, it may not all be like sometimes I think as men, we listen for facts over feelings. And sometimes someone may feel some way, but the mm -hmm. facts may not necessarily represent it. Yeah. yeah. So we are definitely going to get into that facts over feelings. So I'm gonna make this quick. So with when when your woman is trying to be vulnerable with you, this is some free game. Fellas this is something I learned. Allow not don't listen for what's factual. Listen for listen and address what her feelings are, because her feelings are the number one thing that she wants to talk to you about. And being vulnerable doesn't necessarily mean you putting everything out on the table, but being vulnerable is listening and engaging in where her feelings and stuff lie. So and that's uh, yeah, I don't want to cut you off for that. My fault to jump in. But that's exactly how like I want to kick it to close this out because. Yeah. Um, that's the next part I, I do want to talk into it. I had it down in my notes, but I had to stop because um, as we're talking about like the, um, the art of communication and you, and you guys are seeing like it's going to go back and forth between like our aspect of men, but then ultimately as a whole with everything, listening is the next episode because mm -hmm. being receptive and that's kind of why I held back on some of our notes because <laughs> like I, this was just being able to talk out, but being receptive is a whole nother art and being receptive means you're listening. So I think... Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to say our next episode is definitely going to be on the receptive and listening part. And that's going to be more so for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, 
I know we kind of went a little bit all over with this one, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it, the all in all, it's still just speaking, communicating. Um, so the only thing I'll say for this, and, and this is for our men, um, practice your communication, you know, um, in every, every way, especially when you are in a relationship, like you're married, in a relationship, you just have to speak. Your women, if they're digging to try to see how you feel, you know, give them, you got to give them something, let them know, because let them know how they feel. And then you want to know how they're going to take your feelings into consideration and how they're going to go off of that, because that's going to tell you about your partner as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if your man is expressing himself to you, ladies, you know, your response is going to be like, I don't want to say detrimental because that's more bad, but it's going to be very no, you said it right. Yeah, you said it, it, right. it can be bad. Yeah, it, it is. It is going to be detrimental. It's going to be impactful, yeah. like your response. And it's going to be the same for men, when, and we'll get into that next episode. But when your man does express himself, your response is going to be very, very impactful to how he opens up to you for the future. So, like, um, if he is being a little, <laughs> if you have a very emotional man, you know what you got stuff into. Don't get tired. I know it may seem like you're talking to one of your homegirls, but <laughs> if he loves you, just be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But and let him know. You can, and you can be honest as, as the reception person. Be like, hey, look, this is a little too much, <laughs> but be there. Because ultimately that trust and the time it takes to, to open up to somebody, you can lose that in a moment based off of a response. If, it, if, if your man or a woman is not is is doesn't feel like they're being heard and we'll get into it more later that can be destructive and i'll leave that one there but men speak up speak out let let the world let your women let everybody know how you feel with 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 uh ideally you know don't just do it in pick the right time pick yeah. the right time pick your words and and express because there's the thing that i'll say is that and i agree with everything you said it's like you got to be comfortable with speaking but it's all about the timing. Mm -hmm. Everything has to do with timing because if you do something at the wrong time, it could be the perfect opportunity. But if you pick the wrong time for it, that opportunity leaves. So just make sure that when you're talking, like you're listening. And not, 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 and we're, I know we're going to speak on listening, but listening to receive the right. message versus listening to respond. Right. Like, doesn't really matter what the facts are. Just be willing to hear it when it's time to hear it. Pick the right time. So yeah, right. that's all I got. Yeah, because we're going to dig into that. Like, there's not going to be any trending topics next episode. It's going to be straight into that because I want to get into it. But um, as always, thank you for listening. We have 49 minutes in. So if you gave us your time, we appreciate it. Um, break up the episodes if you need to. But we appreciate the listens. Um, Y'all yeah, been rocking with us. So we appreciate all the listens. Shout out to my wife, my family. Um, everybody vibing with me, um, pushing us to keep making more episodes and, and loving and following. Thanks for the new followers. Share, share, share. Like I said, we are trying to grow. Please share. Um, but shout out to y'all. And I love y'all. And keep growing with us. And I want to send a shout out to my wife. Send a shout out to my kids as well. Thank you guys for growing with us. I know sometimes the conversations are a little scattered. Speaking for myself, I know why mine are. Because sometimes you grow through <laughs> conversation. And not to say that we, no one is exempt from growth. And we all know what if you if you're not growing, what are you doing, Xavier? You are the king. You are dying. Right. So, like, I appreciate everybody for still listening. Um, and as we have conversations, I know we grow. I know I personally grow through through speaking. And don't ever hold certain things because as we speak more, we grow more. So hopefully, someone is hearing this and they're receiving something from it. But we appreciate you guys for taking that 49 minutes and making it to the end. If you did. <laughs> Feel me? And I know y'all made it because y'all listen to us. So 
you know, um, enjoy your holiday. Um, definitely enjoy the time with the family, everything like that. All good. Keep the vibes high. Keep progressing. Keep moving within purpose and find yourself. Stick to your New Year's resolution. You have like a month left. <laughs> Get ready for the new one if you didn't make it. But, you know, we love y'all and we out. The floor is ours. Easy.